And is it raining in, in Los Angeles right now? Uh, oh, well, you need that desperately, don't you? Not, not, not with that kind of pounding. Uh, All this is going to do is just wash away and cause landslides. Oh, no. That's the kind of rain you want. Oh, no. Well, listen, happy holidays to you and happy new year. <laughs> in spite of it. In spite of it all, yes. Thank you. So um, tell me about uh, a man and his... I'm good. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy that it's cold in New York. <laughs> good point. Yeah, it's been very crazy weather all over the world, so um, today it's nice and, nice and cold. Do you think they'll finally believe us on global warming? I would, ho- I, I would hope somebody gets on that stick, absolutely. I hope they shove it up their butt. <laughs> I'm going to have fun with you, I could tell. So um, tell me about um, a man and his prostate. Now, this, was this project written for you? No, I don't think so. Uh, it, it's hard to get the truth out of Ed Weinberger, you know. Ah. He's such a liar. <laughs> but uh, I have a feeling he wanted to write a comedic take on his own experience, and uh, as he approached completion, he began to think of me. Ah, uh, okay. So, um, you know, I, I was doing my homework, and I read up on, on the show, and he create, one is, was one of the creators of the Bill Cosby show. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining, have the two of you been discussing what's going on with Bill Cosby? I wouldn't dream of asking. <laughs> no. No. Uh, I have no idea what kind of relationship he had, a, uh, what, what kind of continuing relationship he had. I'll eventually get around to it if, I'm, if, if I spend any time with him. But it, it was just shaping the show and um, sharpening it uh, that we were most involved in. Mm. So we don't uh, we don't get that personal with each other as long as uh, uh, no, no matter how far back we go he um, uh, he plays it close to the cuff. Mm. Is is this something that you would like to weigh in on? I know I know that you're very outspoken about certain things. Well, I my feeling about Cosby is. Uh, uh, where there's smoke, there's some kind of fire. Mm. And uh, I, uh, I'm glad I'm not him. <laughs> I could use his money. <laughs> I want to feel, you know, if he decides to surrender his money, whether he'll surrender any to me. Well, listen, it's a good thing he has lots of it because I think he's in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you get Gloria Alden on a case, run for the hills. Uh, oh, man. So now this is a story about discovering sort of your inner self later in life. So was this something that you related to? I don't, I don't know what you mean by inner self. It, it's not a, a, a soul-wrenching... Uh, uh, it happens. Uh, uh, 
There, there are two reasons for this piece. Uh, is humor, mm-hmm. and Ed is is uh, is great in writing humor, and uh, the information it uh, passes on concerning prostate. Mm. Um, so hopefully, people will get two two bangs for one buck. Have you? Was this something Interesting that? Interesting choice of words, huh? <laughs> yes. I imagine that you've never had to think about your prostate so much in your entire lifetime until. Never, this. never. I, I'm thank God, not wood. I'm, my brother had some problems, but uh, I, I've never, as yet, mm. uh, been uh, indicted. Is your brother okay? I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's something I, I I I think you know all men of a certain age really need to get on the right. get on it. My older brother burned out his candle before prostate could get to him. I guess he was a uh, a big liver, and uh, uh, finally suffered a. Uh, I think it was a. Uh, I I don't know whether it was a stroke or heart attack that killed him. It was um, excessive living. Mm. Do you think that's really a bad thing in 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 many ways to sort of live in excess or? Um, I don't know how much pain he was in in the last years. If he didn't suffer a lot of pain. But my my brother was destined to suffer pain. He uh, he was the the first the first offspring from foreign-born parents, and he bore the brunt of of uh, being the pioneer. So uh, uh, my sister, who was. Sixteen months younger than he um, loved him very much, and uh, and she became a very uh, lovely uh, uh, style setter, and she tended to take care of him in, in terms of looking out for him uh, to. Uh, Softened some of the excesses that he created for himself. I know I'm getting very obtuse in my talking to you, but. Uh, <laughs> that tends to happen with me. Don't worry about it. Just say whatever's on your mind. It's fine. <laughs> well, she kind of looked out for him, uh, curbed him when necessary or when, when she could. Mm. What, uh, yeah. To- totally different type of personality. He took the the brutish brunt and uh, and then it made it soft for her. And where were you in sort of the, the sibling rivalry? I was the last one. The I was the fifth. The fifth? Yeah. You were the youngest of five? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. That 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 had to have, have some kind of effect on you being being the baby of the family, I would imagine. Yeah, I had to get out of town as quickly as possible. <laughs> Yeah, is that why you became an actor, do you think? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it, it gave me the venue. It was a departure from 
the junk business, which was the family business. And it got me out of town. When you say junk business, you mean secondhand stuff, I imagine. My father was in the scrap iron business. Ah, oh, really? And so is that how you became part of uh, works for GM? Is that what got you that job? Got me what job? Did you work at the assembly line at GM? Oh, yeah. No, that, that, no, that didn't do anything for me. I uh, worked at the assembly line because they, they, they wanted bodies. Uh, but that, that taught me the only important thing of how important a union was. Because mm. it was an open shop. And uh, I saw the callousness with which they treated their workers. Really? How, what do you remember about your job? What were your duties uh, there? Well, the line was going, I don't know, I swear to God, it, it seemed like it was going 60, 70 cars an hour. You, you, you just, you were forced to work an hour overtime every day. And uh, and uh, on Saturdays as well, uh, overtime. Uh, I took one Saturday off, and, and uh, uh, my card wasn't in the... Um, the holder when I came to work. So that meant I had to report to the foreman, general foreman. And I went in and he said, where were you on Saturday? Because guys guys would, you know, take off on Saturday and uh, it, it was hard to keep a full compliment on the line. Um, and I said, I, uh, I was sick. He said, well, what was wrong with you? I said, my feet hurt. <laughs> And they did hurt. Uh, and he says, and he's sitting on his ass, and he's saying, "Well, my feet hurt, but I came to work." Uh, oh, you putz! And uh, then he said, "Well, this is going down as a black mark on your record." And I thought, "My God, this is this is how you intimidate them, huh?" Uh, uh, implying that. Uh, if I was looking for a, a a full life of work with GM, this black mark would really work against me. And I said, thank God, I won't be here, and I don't need you, and I don't give a damn about your black mark. Uh, but, uh, so I, I imagine you do not own a General Motors vehicle. <laughs> oh, well, I have. I, uh, I'm sure that uh, in, in those places where they had assembly lines that had uh, 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 closed shop, which I eventually went to work. I, I said I'd never work in an auto factory again, but when I saw the kind of money they were getting in, uh, in um, when, I, when I went back to Chicago and I was working in the steel mills and getting a dollar thirty an hour, and I had friends who were working at the Ford plant there making a dollar ninety an hour. I just couldn't stand it, so finally I I went and got a job as a metal finisher at the Ford plant, and that was night and day difference. Mm. The the closed shop with the open shop. So how how old were you then? Around like twenties, early twenties, were you in that time? 
in that time, well, let's see, I, um, I came back and worked in GM in 49, I think. Uh, the both jobs might I were I was ten months at Ford. Uh, it's about forty nine, I guess. Um, no, no, I, I went into into fifty two. Um, I got drafted in fifty one, so I probably worked up to six months before I got drafted at Ford. Hmm. Have you ever written an autobiography? You have, right? No. Really? Mm. I think you should hire me to write your autobiography. Ah, <laughs> you devil. <laughs> How come you've never written an autobiography? Uh, I, my memory fails me, and I, I, I don't like going back. Mm. Forward. Onward and upward. Yeah, all about the future, absolutely. Which there ain't much of. Oh, no, don't say that. Well, I do. I do. I'm not, I'm not happy about the state of the world and what's going to happen. I pity, uh, if, I had, if I had a soft heart, I'd pity my kids. And especially my grandkids. Because it ain't pretty. Hmm. So what is your, um, what's happening with your strides with autism? I know that you're very involved with that. Yeah, my son is a project director for Autism Speaks. He's done a wonderful job for them. And uh, I identify with it and work for it wherever they need me or wherever I can do anything. Um, it's, it's the great... Uh, now disclosed secrets. Mm. I mean, the numbers have plummeted so much as, as the, the incidence of it. Uh, it's ridiculous. Mm. About one in fifty now. One in five zero. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Is it? Do they find that it's genetic, or is the, they don't know? They don't know. All all bets all bets are open. Mm. So is your part to just sort of raise awareness, or do you also, yeah. yeah? To admit to it, to admit that I have a son like that, and join with the other, Joe Mantegna, as a daughter. Mm. A uh, number of people. And uh, the, the first thing to do is you get away from the shame factor, I suppose which uh, still tends to haunt some people. Mm -hmm. um, and then to keep talking about it and helping unfold it so that more and more can be discovered and eventually uh, tracked down and, and, and killed in its lair, so to speak. Because there is no cure, no. I, I imagine. It's just, you know, you have to deal with it. Well, I, I've often said that you know, the world really would be a happier place if autistics ran it. Hmm. And it would be. I, I imagine. I imagine you're not voting for Trump. 
<laughs> Although I don't know. <laughs> Particularly with the, what I read in the paper the other day about how uh, when his brother's family was denied uh, the, their share of the inheritance, uh, he supposedly helped his father write the uh, will, the the read. The second will, and he supported uh, not providing the medical funds to take care of the daughter who had a uh, uh, I forget what the exact disease was uh, uh, brain damage uh, hmm. and uh, his reason for doing it is because uh, because they they fought the uh, the uh, second will because they were cut out of it. I mean, surprise, surprise! Why should they fight it? Uh, it's, it's tragic. How hmm. uh, families and we're all subject to it. My family is as well. Uh, we had problems. Mm-hmm. On on the will and, and on my father's uh, divvying it, but they got straightened out. Yeah, well, that 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 can never be good. Mm. Yeah, that's not fun. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. So I think I only You're have... You're not asking questions. Oh, oh okay. I, I, I just, I thought we were... Four score and seven years ago. Chatting away. You know what? I, I, I am such a big fan of, of your tweets, um, and I'm wondering why you have decided to join Twitter and what you get out of it. Oh, I have to tell you. This is just between us now. Oh, no. <laughs> You got to swear. You got to <laughs> promise me. Okay. Uh, I don't do it. My son does it. Oh, your son tweets for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, at least it's something. Does it, is it something that you discuss together, or does yeah. he just decide? No, he, he decides. He decides. Okay. <laughs> he runs rampant. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it is it, it is it is social media these days is something that everybody unfortunately has to be involved with if they want to be in the you know in this. I don't do any of that crap. I I forswore computers when I saw what it did to my assistant, and I said I'm not going to get sucked into that. And I I'm freer. I granted I delegate, but uh, I um. I wish if I slept easier at night, it would be because of that. Because of not getting involved. What was your assistant like addicted to it or something? She was addicted to the computer and uh, yeah, and um, didn't didn't uh, didn't have the people skills. It's true, isn't it? I mean, I, that's, I find the same thing. Like, my, my, my stepkids don't even pay attention to us anymore because they're constantly on their phones. Well, or, or to watch, to, to, 
to watch my grandkids play with those goddamn computer games. Uh, the, the interpersonal contact. Uh, they, yes, they, they do chum around with each other. They, they, they do have games, so I guess it's not a total loss. But <clears throat> They'll be burning books before we know it. Yeah, back to Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> Gosh. That will be a sad day. So I sometimes reach out to to people and ask them if, you know, they want to ask a specific question of people that I talk with. And the resounding question for you. Are you ready? No, no. <laughs> Let me put on my earmuffs. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's very benign. What do you remember about your audition for the Mary Tyler Moore Show? What do I, what? What do you remember about your audition for the Mary Tyler? I remember Tyler? everything about it. Okay, so tell us. Oh, God. Boring story. A boring story, nah. Yeah. Well, I went in and they had checked me out with the, the uh, authorities and Decided I was a worthwhile candidate to audition. I went and I read the piece, and I had I'd only done two comedies in the nine years I'd been in L.A. Uh, and though I had done comedy on the stage, I I feared it like every smart actor would. So I um, I read it. After I finished reading, Jim Brooks said, "Well, that was a very intelligent reading." And I, and I immediately realized, like, yeah, yeah, we're intelligent, but wasn't funny. And he said, when well, we have you back to read with Mary, uh, we want you to read a wild, wiggy, all out, crazy. And, uh, and I thought, huh. I started to leave, and I said, well, why don't you have me try it that way now? And if I don't do it well, don't have me back. I've never talked that way before or since. Mm. And they were taken aback by it. They said, well, well, we do have another appointment. Okay. All right. So, try it. So I read it like I'm a sugar. And um, they laughed. And they said, read it just like that when you come back with Mary. And the whole time, a week or whatever it took... I spent with them. I said, what the hell? How the hell do I do it? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Kept trying to remember what I did. Came back and made an attempt to read it just like I had done it before. And uh, they laughed again. And a couple of years later, I heard that uh, when, I, when I left, Mary turned to them and said, are you sure? <laughs> no. Yeah. You almost didn't get the part? Huh? You almost didn't get the part? Well, they said, that's your Lou Grant. So, with the, with that uh, endorsement, I, I got the job, and Mary and I did the opening scene to show to the... Uh, Affiliates, and uh, they uh, 
they were kind of ashamed of what that work looked like. I think you can still find it someplace. Really, the very first episode was not great. Well, huh? it wasn't. A, it wasn't an episode; just the first scene. Ah, uh, okay. So you think it's in existence somewhere? Someone's going to yeah. dig it up? Yeah. <laughs> we were working in uh, abysmal conditions. So I, I, I looked at it, and it wasn't that far off from the, the final rendition. But. Uh, well, when you say abysmal, what do you mean? Hmm? What do you mean by abysmal? Well, everybody regarded it as abysmal, the uh, producers, as if they were ashamed of it. But I, I've seen it, and it, they're full of crap. <laughs> well, everyone's laughing their way to the bank now, right? So screw them. <laughs> I guess, I guess except me. <laughs> I, uh... I need to find another bank. Okay. <laughs> you got any money? I don't have any money. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a producer. I'm trying to get my own Broadway show off the ground as well as my uh, husband. So, uh, yeah, we ask for money. <laughs> well, when you start me in your show, then maybe I'll be able to collect some money. Perfect. Well, I'm so looking forward to meeting you. Um, we're coming uh, January 16th, which is also my dad's birthday, so it's a, it's a good night. What is your full name again? Robin Milling. M-I-L-L-I-N-G? Yeah. Well, you should make a bit of money out of them. I'm sorry? You should make a bit of money out of that. Well, I do. I have a podcast called Milling About. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. It was so sweet. It was so nice speaking with you. It was nice talking to you. And I, see, I, I look forward again to seeing the show next week and meeting you. I look forward to meeting you. Take care. Have a good day. And, uh, and you, would you be bringing your husband or what? Yes, absolutely. God damn it. All right. <laughs> He's cool. All right. <laughs> Take care. I'll try to be. Okay. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.